Welcome to In the Studio with Michael Card. We're excited to feature this classic edition of the program from sessions at the Mole End Studio in Franklin, Tennessee. What you'll hear now was recorded several years ago. Though some of the details about guests and ministries may have changed, the powerful lessons from the music and conversations are timeless. Our web and email address hasn't changed, but now you can connect via Facebook or Twitter when you search for Michael Card. We hope to hear your reactions to this classic edition of In the Studio. sound of the church at worship in Cuba. This is In the Studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepherd, And Michael, something far different on our program today. Oh yeah, we just got back. You and Joe Carlson and, and myself and a couple of others went down and visited the, the churches in and around Havana. And I'll never be the same. No. We went down there with WorldServe. Right. And this uh, program today will be an audio journal of our trip to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't sign up to go during a hurricane, nope. but it just happened to be the time for Hurricane Charlie to move across that island nation. So yeah, there was, we were. He was just out there sort of in, in the Atlantic uh, <laughs> when we when we landed. And uh, he put his sights on uh, Havana and blew right through the actual town. And the eye went over. Yeah. I, I was up about 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, me too. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that more this week and next Next, because we're going to talk yeah. about this next week, this audio journal from Cuba as well. Just a terrific time. Our thanks to David Hunt and WorldServe mm-hmm. for inviting us to go to that place. And, you know, people, I'm sure, have reacted to you the way they react to me, saying, how did you get to go to Cuba? Americans right. can't go to Cuba, can you? Yeah, and, and that was one of the most troubling things for me. Here, Here's an, an island 90 miles off the the coast. I mean, I think Havana is closer to where I live than Chicago is. Mm. And yet it's so, uh, it's it's not even on our map. Mm. And uh, as you, you know, experienced as well, what a wonderful place. The church is just alive there. So, the church is growing oh, yeah. by leaps and bounds, and oh, it's yeah. just as a remarkable story that needs to be told. Yes. So uh, we realized that our perspective was limited. We were only there a few days. Certainly. We're newcomers and not Spanish-speaking people. But, but we uh, do want to pass on what we learned yes. uh, through this time. Uh, one of the very special treats that God gave to us was the, were the people yeah. that he uh, that the, our Cuban hosts, including mm-hmm. a man named Eduardo Gonzalez. Yes. When we met Eduardo, he's in the middle of writing a book on homiletics for the Spanish-speaking world. He's a scholar. By the end of our time uh, in Cuba, I, I put my arm around him. And I said, you are my Cuban father in the mm-hmm. faith now. Uh, a brilliant man, but a man of such heart um, the, the connection uh, that, that I, I made with Eduardo, uh, I'll never... I mean, he's going to be a friend. We've already been emailing back and forth. I watched the two of you bond together. Oh, uh, he really was sort of a, a, a Spanish-speaking Bill Lane. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And so much that, that, that concealed dignity that uh, Bill used to talk about and his love for the Lord was so obvious. And here's a man who who uh, God is using in amazing ways in the we're, church. We're going to hear from this brother in just a moment, but I have to ask you to tell the story. Eduardo was your translator uh-huh. when you spoke in a couple of churches, right. and there was one, I'm trying to think, was it a Sunday? It was a it was. Sunday it was service, Sunday was it? Mm-hmm. Sunday morning service mm-hmm. where you gave the message that morning. He translated, and at one point, he had to stop. Yeah, it, that was an amazing, I think that may be my most memorable time in Cuba. I was uh, just sweltering, <laughs> so <laughs> hot. hot. And uh, at, after the worship time, and they, we'd been si- sitting right in front of the speaker, so, I, you know, just being blown out. Great worship, but the volume was uh, pretty un- <laughs> unbelievable. They are enthusiastic oh, in their yeah. worship. <laughs> 
But uh, I, I had a sermon on, uh, of course, w- when you when you preach through a translator, you sort of boil things down, and it takes take about a third the time you'd normally take. But I was talking about miracles and how so often the the miracle isn't the miracle. That is that uh, you know, for example, when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, certainly that is a, an awesome miracle. But that I believe the deeper miracle was Jesus' tears, Jesus weeping, God coming into the human situation to the point that he weeps with us. So there's always another miracle behind the miracle. And I get to the cross, and and uh, at each miracle I was saying, and, and so what was the greater miracle? And the crowd would sort of wait for the translation and, and be quiet, wait for me to tell them you know, what I thought the greater miracle was. So I you know, talk about the cross and all that Jesus endured. And I said, you know, and that was a miracle. But what was the greater miracle? And there's this quiet. And I said, the miracle was there was no miracle. Mm-hmm. And just as Eduardo heard those words and was trying to translate them, he bro- just broke yeah. down. I was at the back of the room, and the, the presence of the Spirit at oh, that it point, was, was it was just very powerful, well, very he, electric in the he room. He put his head down on the pulpit and yeah. was just weeping. Sobbing. Yeah, and of course, then the audience <laughs> didn't know what I had said, and so there was this uh, sort of tense moment. But then when he translated, and we just all together sort of entered into amazement that, uh, that that though he could have called legions of angels, though mm. the people were telling him to come down the cross and he could have, you know, come down, Jesus chose that there be no miracle, that he He give his life for us, which is the great miracle. We saw yeah. a tender heart on the part of Eduardo and oh, yeah. those in that room that day. Well, we're going to take our listeners on a journey, uh, our journey through Cuba just for a couple of days there, uh, just recently, and um, Eduardo was one of the people that we got to talk to. He was, and, and, and that's what this first uh, segment will be. Uh, we are coming with high expectations, uh, a little bit of uncertainty in our hearts because we've never been to Cuba before, but high expectations about what God will do this week. Based on your experience with WorldServe and other groups who have come, that have come in before us, what can we expect this week? Well, the brother, you know, uh, as uh, the time has been going on, we are coming to meet you, to know you better. And some ministries coming to Cuba, they are not uh, so committed and uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, so interested in keeping rules and uh, being uh, obedient. Uh, mm-hmm. To say so, and that's that very way. important in this yes, country. Yes, it's very we understand that, and even it's very dangerous. But uh, World Serve has been uh, such a tremendous help for us because you are coming to work with us, together with us. You are not coming to give us order, just mm-hmm. to be servants mm-hmm. and to stand your hands of helping and love to encourage our people and to help our people to overcome difficulties. And uh, I have a great appreciation and a deep gratitude for what you are doing here. Your ministry is uh, tremendous for us. Uh, David Hunt of WorldServe was unable to make it on this trip with us. His passport didn't clear in time. But what would be an example previously of something that WorldServe has done working with you in the denominational leadership rather than going directly church to church, which there are so many of them, and we'll talk about that later. That's right. There's yeah. so many of them that we couldn't touch, couldn't possibly touch on all of them. Uh-huh. But working with you in the headquarters, it's able to impact the whole denomination. What would be an example of what's been done? You are right. You are right. You are very right. Brother Hunt has been... Um, coming every time to our leadership, uh, to our office, and uh, come to an agreement in the setting 
projects, not just uh, helping uh, individuals. He comes and asks you what you need. That's right. Yes. Um, through the help they, they bring, you are bringing to our country, we are able to feed some people, poor people, to take care of children, elderly people, and we are able to even support so those missionaries who are starting new points of, of preaching, uh, actually starting new churches. And uh, we are so grateful and uh, so impact, impacted by that way of working because instead of being a problem, you are being a channel of blessing to us. But you need to know that there's a mystery about Cuba. Americans don't know much about Cuba, and it's understandable why that has occurred, but just help us understand the Cuban people and, and what you would want Americans to know about your people here. Well, brother, there's uh, remarkable differences uh, among the uh, political affairs and the human beings. Yes. Uh, Cuban people is a lovely and humble people, and uh, we just love. And uh, as a Christian, we are able to share our love with you, and we respect you as uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ. So perhaps uh, Americans can understand what's happening here. But at the same time of everything is taking place around, there is a church alive that trusts God, that lives by faith, and uh, is uh, standing on the gate, standing on the gates, paying a price for saving Jesus and proclaiming Jesus and that Jesus crucified for everybody. I know as the week goes on that our love for each other and for the Cuban church and the American church is going to grow. I, I just know that's going Amen. to happen here. Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, and uh, at the same time, we have been receiving grace uh, in such a way that uh, now we are able to receive you and you are safe in our midst. And God is protecting you and uh, using you. So it means that we are working for the building of the kingdom of God in, on earth. That's a way. Just one more thing. The Cuban church is working under limitations. I know we're not going to talk much about that, but just how, how can we pray for you uh, during these days especially? Well, um, all, uh, uh, all of what uh, we need is to be faithful to the Lord, to be committed to his vision and mission. You know, we need to pay a price. We need, uh, we need uh, to, to live for Jesus. And there is some limitation. There are some things that are the price of... You can't do everything you'd like to do. Yeah, yeah. So please ask God for favor, for grace. If He is with us, nobody can come against us. He is our protection. He is, is El Shaddai, the, the provider, the almighty God. So pray for our faith to be strong, to get boldness, to con continue to proclaim the gospel in this country. Eduardo, there are a number of people in our group, but we've also come with Michael Card, and Michael plans to minister in music to the Cuban church here. Uh, do you know of Michael, and, and what are your thoughts about him? Yes, you know, uh, there's a brother of mine. He's a songwriter also. His name is Otoniel. He's a, a wonderful songwriter, and he has a tape of Michael Card. <laughs> and El Shaddai, that song has been like an anthem for us in, mm -hmm. in our churches. Everybody knows about that song, and we sing that song very much, because in the midst of sorrows and problems, we can trust El Shaddai. So it's a very, very um, delightful to have Michael Card in the midst. It's uh, something unbelievable. Uh, ju I'm just dreaming, and uh, I am taking this time as a pleasure to meet such a great man of God. I'm excited to know what God is going to do through Michael and the whole group working together to minister and to be ministered to Amen. by the Cubans while we're here. Amen. We are expecting the blessing of God 
during this time, brother. Thank you very much for being a helper, for, for, for being with us, for thinking of us and to pray for us and to help us to overcome in the name of Jesus. Sensitivity, very good. Yeah. Yeah. So, how has your faith impacted your creativity? ¿Qué influencia tiene tu fe en en la creatividad tuya como músico? Sientes a fluir tu fe en lo que tocas y haces. Sí, sí, como no. Yo toco, ¿no? Sí, yo toco. Te voy de un telepacio, te voy un cinto. When he starts playing. He feels the presence of God, and he just uh, leave his spirit to fly and yeah. to go to the presence of the Lord, and then like a float in yeah. the air. Well, tell him when I hear him play, I don't hear him. I really can hear. I can sense that presence in just the way he plays. Sí, dice que cuando tocas, él no te está sintiendo a ti, sino que siente la presencia, siente el gozo. Which is a miracle. Que es un milagro, que eso hace Dios. Cuéntale tu testimonio en el mundo que hacías. Era músico del mundo, ¿entendés? Sí. En una orquesta. Un día, ¿no? Y ya, entonces me tocó. He used to play for a world as a music and orchestra for dancing and so. But one day he got saved, and from that moment on, he dedicated his talent and his music to the Lord. And now he plays and leads in worship and praise in, in church. Come to Jesus to to feel uh, the flavor of the salt. Okay. Well, you're a, you're but, a pianist as well. But the the, the, the rhythm is a Cuban typical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Magnifico. Magnifico. El Magnifico. El 
Ah, that brings back so many memories, Michael. Yeah. That first stop we made that first day of uh, our trek across Cuba. Yeah, that, the, the first connection, and it was a musical connection. Uh, <laughs> we played uh, together with some of the brothers. There was a, a drum set. The guy sat down, and I thought, ooh, this is going to be hard. <laughs> he starts playing just with his fingers, these... Uh, this drum set and come to find out that he was a very well-known percussionist Mm -hmm. who played the nightclub circuits in Havana. So Mm -hmm. wonderful player. Mm -hmm. But clearly, here's a guy who loves the Lord. And this was in one of those little churches, really we would call it a carport almost, Uh that uh, has sprung up in Cuba, started by home missionaries Mm -hmm. there. Uh, These churches send out missionaries, uh, young professionals who doctors and lawyers, and they can right. start other churches in Cuba. Right. When we talked to the director of missions for the particular church that we were associated with there, he says he goes to the big churches and he says, give me your best men. Yeah. Give me two or three of your best men. And, and, and it's the best men that he uses to then plant the church. And, mm-hmm. and clearly the pastor that we met with, uh, he was a, a Very sharp. highly intelligent Very man. sharp. Yeah, yeah. Well, where are we going next here? Well, next we're going to go up into the mountains. And uh, this was, I think, one of the one of our deepest sort of treks. Hmm. And we went to a village where there wasn't even a church. Uh, there was just a, a pastor who had been planted in a home there and had begun uh, to build uh, a small church. Had already, uh, I think he had a, a few members of his church, maybe half a dozen or so. But uh, he was a man who just needed our encouragement. We showed up and we had some, uh, some things to give. And, and we saw his house and, of course, uh, had a little not a meal, but shared a drink with them mm-hmm. and uh, um, got to talk to some of the villagers around, but just saw the context of a church planter in Cuba. And uh, it, it's, it was quite an experience. Well, we have stepped into the home of a pastor who has moved into this neighborhood. We'll meet him a moment, in a moment. Uh, Eduardo is our translator. Eduardo, talk to us about this pastor and his wife and family and why they've come to this neighborhood. Uh, Joshua and his wife moved recently to this place they are renting a house, and from here they start relationships with the neighborhood. So, by personal relationship, they start preaching the gospel unto them, and uh, perhaps in a few months, God is blessing, and they start a small group. Yes. From there, they try to get a backyard or something, uh, some place. Some place to meet. To meet. I see. And that's a heart that the, the nucleus. The, the core of a new congregation. Michael Card is standing here with us as well, so Michael, you feel free to ask questions, mm-hmm. but Eduardo, would you just say hello to the pastor and tell him how thankful we are for the opportunity to be in this place to see how God is using him. Josué dice que te dan ellos uh, saludos y te quieren expresar la bendición que sienten al ver que Dios está usando en este, en este lugar. Amen. Mm-hmm. How long have you lived here, Pastor? ¿Cuánto tiempo has estado el pastor aquí? Aquí voy para cuatro años. Uh, they are in, in this place uh, during four years. Um, how can we pray for you back in the U.S.? I mean, what what would be the prayer request that you would have us take back? ¿Cuál sería la petición que tú tú quieres que ellos se lleven de regreso a su país para orar por ustedes? Bueno, el deseo más profundo que tenemos ahora es construir el templo para la obra de Dios. Their own desire is uh, to be able to build a temple for Gaetan to have a service in a secure place, serving God in this place. Eduardo, for those who are obviously here as Americans, is that a problem? Is that going to be noticed? See, every, everybody knows that you're coming from abroad and, uh, you know, <laughs> full of ex- expectations uh, and trying to guess what are you doing and what are you in here, but uh, nevertheless, uh, we have been receiving the grace from the government uh, 
in this case you have received an official visa and with that official visa uh, you are able to visit our pastors and to, to spend with them some time. So we are perfectly covered by the law. We're not doing any illegal in here. And what we're seeing right now on the front porch of this pastor's home, in the front room here, this is not unusual, is it? This is happening all over Cuba. Yes. The churches, pastors are moving into neighborhoods, churches are being planted. Well, that's a way, that's our strategic to uh, reach every corner of the country. When uh, we move a couple uh, to a place and they start uh, being a part of the community, they accept them as a part of the community and uh, through the influence of uh, Christian life and faith and prayer and the power of God, the gospel is spread. Michael, you and I have talked many times about the importance of being incarnational, and we're seeing it right in front of us. I'm, I'm getting that, that chill up my back right now. I don't know about you, but we're seeing it right here in this pastor, Pastor Joshua. I just wondered if you would just pray for him. Eduardo will translate for his benefit, but just pray if you yes. would. Lord Jesus, we pray a blessing on this house. Señor Jesús, estamos pidiendo de la bendición tuya para esta familia. We pray that you would bless uh, Pastor Joshua and his wife and child. Pidiendo que vida bendigas al pastor Josué, a su esposa y su niño. And while someday they hope to build uh, a house, I thank you that they're already building your kingdom even this moment. Y así como ellos desean construir un templo algún día, yo te doy gracias porque ya ellos están construyendo tu iglesia en este lugar. So I pray that I pray that everyone, everyone who comes near this house will be unusually aware of your presence, Lord Jesus. Por eso te pido que todos los que rodeen este lugar sientan la presencia tuya de una forma muy especial, Señor. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Ahora, Señor, por su visita, la cual ya esa visita nos anima, nos da más fuerza para seguir adelante. I feel so glad to receive you in my home. Your visiting here is an encouragement, encouragement to our faith and to continue. That strengthens us to continue serving God in this community. Y así, al espacio le mandamos saludos a su familia, a sus congregaciones. And we send the greetings with you back to your families and congregations and those who are listening. Y aquí en Cuba estamos trabajando para el Señor también. Here in Cuba we are working for God, serving God, reaching the people, reaching out uh, there, unsafe. Amen. Blessings. Blessings. Be encouraged. But mm -hmm. be encouraged again. And mm -hmm. ten animo. Ten animo. Ten animo. Ten animo. Amen. <laughs> Well, I never will forget that day in the face uh -huh. of that pastor and his wife and their children. Yes. Yeah. And um, we were all trying to learn a little Spanish along yeah. the way. And, and I asked them, how do I say be encouraged? Huh. And that ended up being tan animo. That, so. that was a good thing to ask about, Michael. Yeah. Now, we got from place to place. We had a group of about 10 men, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott Rowley was with us, our friend Scott, who's yes. been on the broadcast. Scott couldn't come the, the, the same day we came. He was actually a couple of days later. He flew in uh, after the hurricane. <laughs> on the had heels blown of through. the hurricane. On Friday the 13th, he flew into Havana. <laughs> In a hurricane. Not so superstitious that, at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we got from place to place uh, in community yeah. on, a, on a bus together, and those were rich times. Yeah, and a very comfortable bus, by the way. Yeah. I mean, air conditioned. It was it, it was difficult. Well. It was difficult to go from the poverty and and lack of air conditioning. You know, we you take as much heat as you can take, and mm -hmm. then you know you're the rich mm -hmm. white American. Mm -hmm. You go and sit on the bus and cool mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. But we did. We had wonderful community on the bus. Got to hear everyone's story, uh, and most especially uh, Pastor Eduardo. Uh, I, that's where I, I really got to know his heart. As yeah. he, we would talk about biblical passages together, and he would light up and. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, it was a it was a rich time. Well, I want our listeners to hear some of those bus moments, yeah. and you'll hear from Scott Rowley here in a moment. Hey, can we pray before we, uh, y'all? You want pray? Scott's gonna pray for us, okay? Yeah, I'd love to. All right, brothers, we're gonna we're gonna just pray. Yeah, Father, we thank you for what you're doing uh, even tonight. We thank you for Havana. We thank you for Cuba, for the Cuban brothers and sisters, our brothers and sisters, for the Cuban church, and the way you're raising them up here. And um, a glorious day. We pray for tonight for each one of us that uh, that you'd give us a role and a part to play, whether it's to pray and just carry the guitar, or whether it's to speak, or whether it's to share the word or to sing. And I, I just ask Jesus that in all of it, you'd unite us. What a great team you've assembled here. Pray you build your kingdom, preach the gospel to the hearts of the of the Cuban people, and would you save the soul, Lord, of those that you mark out even tonight that you hold, that you love? Uh, would you purpose to build a bridge between us and the Cuban Church, and uh, continue to build that that theme and that story? We know it's your reconciliation and your work, Jesus. We love you. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for calming our hearts now, giving us your Spirit. Uh, even now, speaking to our hearts, fresh ideas, uh, that tonight you would be glorified. Build your kingdom through all of it, according to your will, according to your purpose, Jesus. And we love you, and thank you for your presence, even now. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 One of our prayer times on the bus trip in Cuba, as we went from point to point, from church to church, really, mm-hmm. Michael. And we did have the privilege of being a part of services in Cuba. We did. Uh, uh, four or five uh, church services, um, worship times, and uh, got to hear, that was Tom Henry uh, that was sharing. He's sort of the pastor at large uh, with WorldServe. But uh, we we had a chance to hear some of the other uh, pastors Mm -hmm. speak as well. It was fun to watch the reaction of people when they realized they were meeting the author of the song El Shaddai, because here's a, a song that they are accustomed to singing yeah. in their yeah. worship time. That, that was obviously really encouraging to me. And Eduardo sort of did this little testimony how that song helped them get through some hard times and that business. And I'll tell you, I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah, I could tell that really encouraged you. Yeah. And it was sung over and over again while yeah. we were in Cuba. As a matter of fact, I wonder if we can't uh, listen to that in just a moment here. Mm-hmm. We'll hear our, our friend Eduardo actually lead the congregation yes. in singing El Shaddai. He was wonderful on top of everything else, all, all of his other gifts. He was actually a wonderful musician, a wonderful uh, pianist. Hmm. And uh, and he, he stepped right up to the plate when we asked him to, to sing the song and lead it. Like most Americans, I think we had a typical reaction that we uh, we were just enriched ourselves yeah. through the, those who are going through such deep poverty, but yes. are rich in spiritual things. Yeah, obviously you, you, know, you discover that you receive so much more than you give. Uh, but I think for me, Wayne, the, the, the realization all over again that, that I have this fundamental, very deep spiritual connection, connectedness with brothers and sisters who don't speak my language, who, who live in such different contexts. Uh, but we were brothers and sisters. I mean, you realize, you know, these are people that would walk through fire for me and I would walk through fire for them. And that's a wonderful a truth to experience.
recorded in Havana, Cuba. Michael's song, El Shaddai, has sung by our brothers and sisters in Christ there. Well, we're quickly coming to the end of our first half here in the studio with Michael Card. We'll hear more from our recent trip after a break. We'd love to hear your reaction to what you've heard so far, so please take a moment and get in touch with us at in the studio at michaelcard.com. We welcome your comments, prayer requests, Bible questions, and song requests. You can pass those on to us at in the studio at michaelcard.com. Also, details about how you can stand with the Cuban Church, as well as many other resources from Michael, can be found at www.michaelcard.com. After these messages, we'll take you back for more of our audio journal from Cuba, here on the Moody Broadcasting Network. Don't miss next week's In the Studio with Michael Card, recently recorded at the Art House in Nashville. The theme for this session spotlights the way suffering is used in our lives, We'll start the hour with Michael teaching from a Biblical Imagination Conference on the problem of trusting a kind God in an unkind world. Then singer-songwriter Wes King shares the lessons learned from his fight with cancer. An hour that will make us face the reality of a fallen world and the hope of Christ. Join us at michaelcard.com. Welcome back to our program in the studio with Michael Card. Actually, our program this week, an audio journal of our trip to Cuba. Mm. Just got back. Uh, we were there for Hurricane Charlie. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking, Wayne, it's one thing to go down and visit people, you know, in a normal context. But we had a chance to really see what the Christians mm-hmm. are, are made of. The morning after Cuba. the hurricane, we were loaded into buses and cars and made the trip to where the eye of the storm passed over the island. And we visited church after church that was destroyed. Yeah. Roofs were missing and walls damaged yeah. and lives were turned upside down. No water, no electricity in these areas. And the first uh, first church, uh, they wanted to feed us. You know, yeah. well, let's yeah. fix lunch for you. Yeah. You know, we, you know. <laughs> uh, and and I'll, I'll never forget the pastor of the second church we visited who came out with this uh, unusual expression on his face. I couldn't couldn't interpret what it meant. And then uh, he said, uh, "Just look at what the power of God can mm-hmm. do." We are hoping that the people in our village will see mm. how awesome and powerful our God is and begin to ask questions about Him. For me, it was the pastor realizing when I realized that he and his family weathered that hurricane in that church building, which was also their home, yeah. in a very small apartment there. And I said, "Well, what were you thinking of?" huddled with your family during the hurricane. He said, I was thinking of Jesus. Wow. Uh, it just it touched my heart so much. Well, let's go back to Cuba. Uh, one of our new friends there is Fabio Jimenez, yes. who is the National Director of Missions for the Assembly of God Churches. He has, I think he said, 500 home missionaries wow. on the island of Cuba that he's responsible for, out church planning. And he's a very young man, but uh, also very capable and very articulate. And uh, and he was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with Fabio. Well, Michael, here we are in a place called San Antonio, of yeah. all places, and we're inside a church. And I want you to pick it up from there and describe what's around us here, and then we'll introduce our guest to everyone. Well, we, we're seeing the aftermaths of... Uh, Hurricane Charlie coming uh, right through the center of the island and uh, we've already seen a number of churches with no roofs and uh, debris power lines down and uh, a lot of a lot of suffering and we've just seen now people who've been uh, hurt in the cleanup efforts so uh, multiple uh, suffering. Mm-hmm. 
It's been a, a heart-challenging day, but I know, I, I think this is probably true for you, I've taken a lot of strength from the faith of the people that I visited today. Yes. That lives have been turned upside down here and ministries have been turned upside down. Yeah. Um, but we also want to focus on, on what is happening, why these churches are here in the first place. And they're here because of the missionary efforts of the Assembly of God. And we're going to introduce our friend Fabio to everyone here through a translator. Yes, we're here with Nicole and Fabio, uh, two good brothers who are traveling with us today. Uh, let's ask Fabio to introduce himself through our translator, Mike. I, I don't even know our brother's last name, so. Vamos a pedirle a Fabio que él mismo se presente porque no sabemos ni su apellido. Me llamo Fabio Jiménez. My name is Fabio Jiménez. Eh, soy el director nacional de las I'm misiones. I'm the national director of missions here in Cuba. De las asambleas de Dios en Cuba. Assemblies in Cuba. Estamos eh, trabajando. Eh, eh, alrededor de 457 misioneros en todo el país. We are working with around 450 missionaries in the whole country. Junto con el Ministerio de Capellanía. Together with the ministry. Que es un grupo de, de 20 más. With another ministry uh, of uh, 20 more, more uh, missionaries. Mm. Fabio, it may surprise a lot of our listeners to know that missions is such a priority in Cuba. Eh, Fabio, quizás puede hacer una sorpresa para muchos de los oyentes nuestros que las que las misiones sean una prioridad aquí en Cuba. Amén. Es, es cierto. Talk about the, the growth in the church here in the last 10 years. Háblanos acerca del crecimiento de las iglesias en los últimos 10 años. Este crecimiento, eh, como dije anteriormente, surgió desde Baracoa. As, as I said before, this growth uh, came from Baracoa, the east. Y ha llenado completamente la zona oriental. And all the all that part of the Oriente, the east part of Cuba, has been full of churches. Y está cubriendo la zona central de nuestro país. It is moving towards the central part of the country. Eh, ya la zona de la más al oriente, Camagüey, ya casi todo está cubierta. Uh, one province in the central part of the of the country called Camagüey is almost all covered. La obra va avanzando. And the work of God is moving. No eh, cubriendo todos los rinconcitos de nuestra nación. Covering every corner of our country. Este, los misioneros eh, han sufrido mucho. The missionaries have suffered much. Para para sembrar una iglesia. To plant a church. Mm -hmm. Pero Dios lo está bendiciendo. But God is, but God is blessing Dios lo está respaldando. God is supporting them. Dios está con ellos sustentándoles. God is just uh, holding them up. Este movimiento misionero, esta comisión misionera a nivel nacional eh, 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 está cogiendo una fuerza. Es uh, uh, eh, el, el relevo de todos los ministros que se están retirando ahora. For those old ministers that Todos are going ellos to están tomando la antorcha. They are taking the torch. Están pasando las mismas pruebas. They are going through the same las mismas uh, trials and, and fights. De los hombres de Dios en Cuba. Of the men of God in Cuba in the que, past. Que hicieron historia en Cuba. That uh, just uh, did the history of the evangelical church. Nosotros in Cuba somos partícipes de esta de este movimiento misionero. We are part of this uh, missionary movement. Me considero un misionero más. I consider myself uh, another missionary. <laughs> well, Fabio, we've heard stories of professional uh, people, of, of doctors and of lawyers, uh, becoming pastors and giving up their own homes uh, as house churches. Uh, talk to us about that. Hemos oído historias, Fabio, acerca de, de, de profesionales de, de este país que han dado su, han rendido sus profesiones, abogados, médicos que han dado hasta sus casas para hacer iglesias. Han guardado sus títulos. They have 
put their titles and all the, the, Su, the degrees han dicho, uh, no aside and they have said no to the ego, de su profesionalidad, yes. to profession, y han tomado la cruz y they están have siguiendo a Cristo. And following mm. Jesus. And uh, up han dejado eh, lugares eh, con mucho dinero de, they have de, left, de renumeración de, de dinero. They have left um, a lot of comfort and an economic reward mm -hmm. aside el llamado de Dios ha sido fuerte en su vida and the, the calling of God has been, has been strong in their lives a su eh, eh, economía ha bajado their economy has gone down mm -hmm. pero están gozosos but they are rejoiced to porque están haciendo la voluntad de Dios because they are doing God's will mm -hmm. so found another way to be rich eh, es que ha encontrado otra manera de ser rico de una manera de ser rico son yeah. felices ahora they are happy now yeah. and they are richer <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Did he say that or did you say that? I said it. <laughs> Let's use this church as an example. This church has, has started other churches. How many and how far away? Dice que, que si es cierto que esta iglesia ha plantado, es decir, que de aquí han ido otras iglesias, se han fundado otras iglesias, ¿cuántas y, y cuáles? Tres, uh, lo que tengo Three churches el conocimiento have gone de tres y diferentes iglesias han, han, eh, en todo el país están dando los obreros los obreros que se, se adoctrinan y se forman presidentes de departamentos president eh, diáconos eh, líderes están entregando a, 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 la, a la obra misionera Start new churches. Start the new churches. Tenemos un apoyo de la obra nacional. We have a support from the national ah, work. Han, han captado la visión y están trabajando. They have accepted and they have understood the mission and they are working with us. So the best men don't stay with the big churches. The best men go out and start the es new churches. Es decir que los mejores líderes no se quedan en las grandes iglesias sino que son dispersados. Eh, son dispersados. Yeah, they are scattered eh, where they are needed. Yeah. En condiciones muy difíciles. In very difficult situations. Hemos tenido que cambiar las estrategias. We have uh, had to 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 change the strategies, methods. the methods. Eh, todo Dios nos ha ido indicando. El Espíritu God Santo va delante de nosotros. Esta es la manera de hacer. That's that's the way you should do it. Mm -hmm. Hemos regresado a la iglesia primitiva. We have come back to the primitive church. Yes. Pensábamos que íbamos a tener eh, templos faraónicos. We thought we could have very big and um, big temples as, uh, in the old times Pero, uh, eh, que sea de esta but God wants it to be this way yes. casa por casa. home by home yes yeah. Yeah. amen casa casa Fabio thank you Michael would you like to pray for our brother yeah. Lord I thank you for both uh, both of my brothers for Nicole and for Fabio thank you for their hearts and what you've done in them Gracias por su corazón y por lo que tú estás haciendo en ellos. Thank you for the bond uh, that ties our hearts together as Gracias. brothers in you. Gracias por el vínculo que nos une, Señor, como hermanos en ti. I just pray, pray deep blessing on these brothers. Eh, te pido una, una profunda bendición para estos hermanos. Gracias, give them strength and give them protection and give Dale them wisdom. Dale fuerza, Señor, protección y sabiduría. In Jesus' name. En el nombre de Jesús. Gracias, Señor. Gloria Thank you. Gracias. Fabio spoke no English. Mm -hmm. We spoke no Spanish, but... We communicated pretty yes. well, I think. Yeah, yeah. just amazing. Uh, you mentioned earlier that the group included Tom Henry from mm -hmm. WorldServe, Tom Minister at Large for WorldServe. And again, we're so grateful that WorldServe invited us to go to Cuba. I never thought I'd yeah. have a chance to go to Cuba. but uh, Me neither. I think it also tells you a lot about the heart of, of this organization, that uh, one of their most important 
uh, positions is a pastor who is on staff to be to be a pastor for all all of the uh, the people that are associated the the employees and the the, the people that support and have any, really anything to do with World Serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've never encountered uh, a, an organization with this kind of heart for missions. It's an unbelievable group. I concur. Yeah. Let's go back to Havana as we talk to Tom. Michael, normally we sit in, within the four walls of a studio mm-hmm. in Franklin, Tennessee. I kind of like this better. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, this is not so bad. We can hear the, the tropical birds in the background, and uh, we, we can look out and see uh, the ocean. Pretty yeah. amazing. Now that the hurricane has passed, the sun is shining again. Yeah, so. they're cleaning up around us, too, still cleaning up branches. We feel much, much better about this day. Well, on this trip, we've had some incredible experiences, and we've met some wonderful people, oh, yeah. uh, one of whom has joined us here. Tom Henry is with WorldSurf. Yep. Uh, he's the pastor at large. He's been uh, speaking and, and praying with people, and uh, we've even done some healing services. It's been, ama- it's been amazing to be with him. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here with you guys. The first meeting we had together when we arrived here in Havana was the uh, meeting with Daniel. Remember Daniel, pastor? Mm-hmm. Uh, what time of the morning did he leave? It was like 3, three o'clock, o'clock in the morning, morning yeah. to, get to, come. Yeah, yeah. To, to travel to be with us that day, just to be with us. Yeah. And we want to talk about that because I know how it impacted the two of you. And I, I want to hear your reactions to, to Pastor Daniel here in, in Cuba. Tom. Well, I, I think, you know, so often in the States, the whole concept of pastoral training is institutional. You're, you sit beside four walls, you get a classroom, and then when you get done, you learn how to do ministry. Here, they do ministry. It's New Testament oriented. One guy teaches a younger guy. They do it together. It's incarnational. Mm-hmm. And, and you could see that lived out. You see it lived out in China. You certainly see it lived out in Cuba. And the, th- the, thing, the thing that struck me the most was he used the story of Elijah and how God has spoken to him. Basically, what he longs for is the presence of Christ. That's what, that's what he relies on daily. If Christ doesn't show up, his ministry's over. You know, Tom, the other thing I was interested in, you talk about how they, they use the, the New Testament uh, role. The church planners, uh, the people who oversee the church planners go to the churches and say, give me your best men. Yeah, that's, you know, I think of Paul so and good. Peter. I mean, who are the guys that are planning churches? It's Paul and Peter. In our American model, the, the supposedly qualified guys sort of stay and run everything, and the young guys who are maybe still in formation, they plant the churches. We've got it completely backwards, don't we? We, we do. It's, and again, it's sort of like bigger the better. You start a small church, you get a bigger one and bigger one bigger one. Here, the best are hidden. The best go out. They're not, they're not noticed, but they're doing the real day-to-day work of the ministry. They're, they're pioneers. They're warriors. And we've met some of them here, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, we've only been here a few days, oh, but we, we feel so privileged to, to be able to, we, what we thought we'd, we were doing was bringing encouragement to them. It's actually turned the other way around. Emissions is always that way, right? When it's, done, when it's done correctly, you always receive more than you give. That's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Daniel uh, began to speak to us that morning at breakfast, our first morning here, and he, he brought up the whole story of Elijah. And uh, I saw things just click in your minds together when he was speaking, and uh, just wondered if we could talk about that for a moment. Well, I think, you know, the whole concept of Elijah, a prophet of God, he'd stand, you know, he's a great victory over the prophets of Baal where he calls down fire. But from then, what does he do? He just sort of, Jezebel comes after him, if you remember the story, Kings, and, and he flees. He goes from literally one end of Israel all the way down to the other. And in his despair, 
uh, in his in his lostness because he thought God's he thought he was going to win and the party be, you know the party began the kingdom would come he wouldn't have to do any more of this fighting and so his plan didn't work out and he's in a cave he's ready to die and God sends what the ravens to minister mm-hmm. to him and at that particular point um, Elijah learns a big lesson that you know the being in the will of God and that's what Daniel's term was which I equate with being in the presence of God is is your only sustenance it's more important than being what he said in the work of God that's right that's right and the, the doing a, it's, it's more important to be than to do listen I'm a pastor for 15 years that put ministry work was everything and I, I use the phrase I caught God on the run mm-hmm. you know pray, prayed little but it was all about growing it was all about doing for God and I was so busy making disciples I forgot to be a disciple wow and you, you just got to practice the presence of God as brother Lawrence says and these guys are doing it you know and that's what it's just so humbling but thrilling at the same point point. and they're doing it on the edge Michael I mean as we've seen they have so little well that that's where the doing of it you know, comes to the forefront. That's the only way they can do it. Yeah, right. See, in America, we can settle in and be comfortable and sort of play at it. It's this is you don't play at it here in no. China and elsewhere. You don't play it at at ministry. Uh, you do it or you don't survive. Right. That, I mean, I think you're right. If God doesn't show up here, they're doomed. Francis yeah. Schaeffer said it this way: um, the key in order to be successful as a as a Christian, he didn't even say as a pastor, church planner, you need to do God's work God's way. And that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, it is such a, an incredible experience to be in the middle of all this. Um, Tom, you you have, in a sense, turned in your ministry, as you said, from full-time pastorate to world serve. And the reason is what, exactly what we've been talking about. Right. I, I um, went through a personal renewal and revival five years ago, and yet um, I just felt like in many ways, I wasn't able to communicate that to other people, probably because of my shortcomings. Went to China. Actually, a pastor from China came to Christ's Covenant. He preached. And I'm like, this is it. This guy's living it. He's the whole package. His name's Pastor Xu. He was over 15 million Christians in his movement. And I said, I want to go there. I want to see it. And I went six months later with our missions pastor and a friend, Glenn Wagner, down the street and his missions pastor. And when I saw the church in China the underground church, the suffering church, the victorious church, literally changed my life. And, and I um, told them people the next week, if something opens up overseas in China, I'm gone. And, um, well, something did, and here I am. So. <laughs> well, uh, Michael, the, uh, the whole experience, uh, we'll never forget this. No. And hopefully we'll be able to bring some more of these conversations, uh, not from the studio, but from... Habana here, as we call it, or yeah. Habana, I guess they pronounce yeah. it locally. But uh, I just wondered if you would pray for Tom in the Ministry of World Service yeah. we, as we conclude our time together. Lord Jesus, thank you, for first of all, for this place, for the fact that your your hand was on this place long before we even knew it existed, that uh, you, you were sending missionaries and uh, raising up uh, people here in the country uh, and placing your heart in their hearts. Uh, when when we couldn't have cared less, you cared uh, above all. So we thank you, first of all, for, for, for this place and for your love for it. And we pray that you would just graft us into that love. Uh, uh, as Tom said, you know, we don't want to you know, catch you on the run, uh, but that's the best some of us can do. And so uh, catch us any way you can. Um, uh, pray that somebody listening would be stopped dead in their tracks in the midst of religion, in the midst of doing for you, and they would find themselves in your presence and transformed by that in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Tom, thank you. Amen. Great to be with you guys. Another lifelong friend that we made while in Cuba. He's an American, but Mm -hmm. accompanied us on the trip, Tom Henry. Michael, uh, we had a lot of fun on the trip. There was such great fellowship with our Cuban brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. I think whenever brothers get together, uh, there there is a sort of a, a peculiar sort of sense of humor that tends to come out, you know, as we uh, as we uh, bear with the things that we do have to bear with, and and I think the context of the wonderful freedom we have in Christ, I think that the disciples must have had at least some funny, humorous times together. Well, I think our final feature today maybe illustrates that a little bit. Let's go back to Cuba and listen to what we did on the street together. Well, Michael, here in Cuba, we're about to go into yet another church service, and we're standing out on the street. Actually, there's still debris in the street left over from Hurricane Charlie. (laughs) See, You've learned a lot of Spanish besides that. Yeah, two two important words. Mucho calor. Very hot. It's been amazing to see the bonding that Christ has given you with some of the Cuban brothers here, especially the brother who's got his arm on you right mostly, now. Mostly, most especially Eduardo. I mean, I, I found a, a real uh, Cuban father in the faith, and he's been he's been so encouraging to me while I've been here. We look forward to uh, corresponding and, and and encouraging each other. Yeah. Eduardo, it must be mutual. Yes, it is. It is. I admire Michael a lot. You know, musician, we have something special in our hearts, soft and tender. So we are able to spend time are with you. Are you telling me you're, you're, it, you're a musician? Eduardo is an excellent musician yeah. as well as a Bible scholar. Oh, now yeah. it's coming, becoming yeah. clear to me. <laughs> Everybody here is a better musician than me. It's really irritating. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think has happened? What, why have you bonded the way you have? Because we are one. I mean, you know, we... we Christ made us one when we came to faith, right? We've just only now recognized it. Now we, we hope more people can recognize it. We are one. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a reality. You know, uh, being with you, brother, and knowing you much better than any before, it's uh, has been such an experience to me. Because uh, I, I find in Michael not just a musician, but a man of the word. And uh, that happened to me. All started with the desire of serving God through music ministry. But it was the point of starting. Then the Holy Spirit started dealing with me, my heart, teaching me the Word. And I'm coming deep and deep in the Word. Now I'm a teacher. I'm a, I'm a man of the Word also. Yeah. That is why. Michael, what have you learned from Eduardo? Well, I, I've, I've seen... It, it, the, the things that you learn are the things you see. And what I've seen is a man who has discipled many younger men, other church planners, but a man who has what uh, Bill Lane would call a concealed dignity. Uh, when uh, he, he was translating, uh, he wasn't simply translating words, he was translating spirit and, and adding his own, yes. the spirit in him, adding it to that. So we, we did that together in a wonderful way. And I've, I've done things through other translators elsewhere, but it, it was just never like that before. You really did speak as one. Yeah. yeah. Eduardo, you mentioned to me on the bus the other day that you were writing a book, and Michael's eyes just lit up because he fell in love with you then, too. <laughs> yeah, another book writer. <laughs> He's doing that at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. You've written other books previously. Yeah. Well, yes, but just on um, worship and praising, teaching people how to praise and worship what God. Mean, what do you mean just on worship? <laughs> That's the best thing That's you could right. write on. Yeah, brother, you're right. Yeah. And now he's, he's working a, uh, writing a book on homiletics, yes. teaching young men how to preach. That's right. Yeah. Yes, right. yes. And Michael, yeah. you want to resource him. As, as, as many articles as I can send down there, I want to. And I'm just waiting for that moment. To yeah, yeah. That there's not many books in here. 
our library is very, very short. So Mike uh, will be uh, just a tremendous help to our ministry in here. And I want him to come back to teach our people. I'll be to back. Let us see those small miracles in the name of Jesus. See, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's been a pleasure and a privilege for all of us to be here. And uh, Michael, uh, we soon will have to say goodbye to our brother. Yes. Would you pray for him? Yes. Yeah. Lord Jesus, thank you for this father in the faith, uh, a man who, whose authority we have come under, but who has been a servant to us. Um, and, and an encourager and a teacher. Uh, I pray a, a special blessing on him and his wife, his family. Uh, pray, pray you bless his ministry, but bless his heart. Make him unusually aware of just the two of you, Lord, you and him together in the ministry. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Vayan con Dios. Adios. Adios. Let's go inside. <laughs> sound of the Cuban church at worship. Well, next week we'll continue our audio journal from Cuba. But thanks for joining us today here in the studio with Michael Card. In a moment, I'll have information for you if you'd like to learn more about the ministry to the Cuban church. It's our prayer that God will use this time together to challenge and uplift your faith. If that is happening, please let us know. You can send your comments to studio at michaelcard.com. And your encouragement means a great deal to Michael and all of us on the staff. And feel free to let us know how we can pray for you. Send that email to studio at michaelcard.com. Through the web, you can stay connected with all that's going on with this broadcast and much more. We're found at www.michaelcard.com. At our site, you can find the link to WorldServe, the organization we worked with in Cuba. Now, if you missed any part of this broadcast or if you need to listen again, we hope you'll take full advantage of our radio archive. CD copies or printed transcripts of this or any in the studio program are also available to order. And then we're excited about the weekly e-devotional based on the New Living Translation and the 8-CD teaching enhancement to the study on the life of Simon Peter that's now available. Information about these features and complete listing of Michael's music and books can be found online at michaelcard.com. Our producer is Joe Carlson. I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for being with us in the studio with Michael Carr. In the studio with Michael Carr is a production of Community Broadcasting and the Moody Broadcasting Network.